You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Ahmed Manoir, and I owe you an apology. I have not been good about publishing this podcast. And the thing is, it's not for a lack of content. I've got, I don't even know how many, but a lot of really great interviews that I've already done that are sitting somewhere on a digital shelf gathering dust. And I just haven't been good about recording these intros and getting the episode in your hands. Been really busy doing other things. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you may have noticed I'm showing up there two, three, sometimes four days a week with video content. I got my daily podcast, Marketing Out Loud. If you haven't listened to that, check out Marketing Out Loud, my daily monologue. You can find that in iTunes or by going to marketingoutloud.fm. So I've been really, really busy, but that's no excuse because you deserve better and we're going to be better about publishing this show more often, more frequently, more consistently going forward. We recently added a new operations manager to our team. Her name is Sarah. And Sarah sent me a message on Slack this morning, and she said, we need to have an intervention about forecast. And I said, I agree. Before we have that intervention, let me get an intro out for the episode with Dob Gordon. Let's get that one out, and then we'll talk. So here it is. My conversation with Dob Gordon. Dob is one of those guys. I, I met him very recently. I've only gotten familiar with his work very recently. He's one of those guys that's just oozing wisdom. He's got so many smart ideas to share. I had a hard time keeping this interview to a reasonable length because, as you'll see, he's got so much to share. There's so much value that he can provide, and um, I was soaking it in. So enjoy this episode. You're going to get a lot out of it, both at a strategic and a tactical level. That's all from me. Again, you'll be hearing a lot more from me a lot more often going forward. Here's stuff. Dov, thanks so much for coming on the show. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Why don't you get us started by telling us the, the Dov Gordon backstory? The Dov Gordon backstory. Huh, okay. Let's see. Uh, School of Hard Knocks. How's that? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, the short, that's the short version. I've been, been doing this for, let's see, since 2001 in various evolutions, uh, learning along the way. So, I mean, uh, you know, I... From as a teenager, I from when I discovered the self help and business sections in the library at about thirteen, I've I've always been drawn to business. And uh, after getting married at twenty one, just realizing I needed needed some kind of some kind of way of supporting us. Uh, so I somewhere came along somewhere somewhere came across the idea of business coaching and uh, enrolled in a course, studied business coaching. Really had no idea what I was doing other than that I had some talent. Um, but as I was to learn over the years, talent is not enough. It was kind of a shock when a mentor uh, first pointed out to me. He said, Dove, talent is not enough. You need skills and systems and processes. And I'm like, huh, that makes sense now that you're pointing it out. Maybe that's one of the, maybe that's a big part of what I've been missing. Turns out it was. Uh, it wasn't everything. Um, but uh you know, so then over the next seven, eight years was a real uphill slog, a uh, real struggle, because I really was figuring it out a lot for myself. I didn't have much in the way of um, 
a safety net. Uh, and and then at some point things began to turn when I really started to understand all the advice that I've been given over the years and started to really you know get some consistency and at that point I, I really actually shifted I've been pursuing large consulting projects mostly I uh, got some I had a CEO peer advisory group I successfully figured out how to get through the CEOs of companies with between 10 and 150 million dollars in sales and get them to a CEO peer advisory group but I even that was a, a, a like way too much work and you know there, there was a lot that I'd missed I'd do differently if I was doing that again and I ended up when I finally started getting things working I, I realized that there are so many people who uh, were struggling like I was and I shifted my focus to helping other consultants coaches and experts uh, to figure out what I've done you know what took me so long to learn to get there much faster and over the last probably eight nine years we've really been working and refining that working with hundreds of clients thousands of customers tens of thousands or more of, you know, email subscribers um, and just really, you know, people enjoying our free stuff. And it's really been refined. And I, I guess if, if there's something that I'm probably pretty good at, it's suffering through something, learning the lessons and at a deep level and then be able to articulate it with a simplicity and a clarity so other people can learn from it more quickly. How's that? It sounds good to me. The downside is you have to suffer, but I guess you signed up for well, that, didn't you? <laughs> I guess I guess so. I mean, there's there's uh, you know, well, you know, one of the things that that I think we we have to learn at some point is that uh, life is difficult, you know. And then that's I don't know if you've read the path path of least resistance. No, I haven't. Uh, no, there's not. Uh, no, what is it? What's his name? M. Scott Peck. I think I'm mixing up two books, but. Uh, the Road Less Traveled, not The Path of Least Resistance, that's a different book. The Road Less Traveled, M. Scott Peck, he's got a, a, fa a fabulous opening. The book starts off with life is difficult, and as soon as you accept that, it becomes a lot easier. And, that's, <laughs> and he, he words it a little more artfully. I don't remember the exact quote. But that's such a true idea. And I think that for, for me and probably for many people, like we, we look around and we see all these people who put on this appearance of – it's so easy. Just do what I did and you can have all these, these cars and vacations and travel and all that. And people who are, who are not finding it so easy start to wonder what's wrong with me. Mm. Why, why am I struggling? Why it must be something wrong with me because it should be easier. And the answer is no, life is difficult. Business is difficult. And as soon as you accept that, it becomes a lot easier as soon as you really accept that. And it doesn't just mean intellectually accept that, but actually internalize that. And that's something that some people seem to get much more easily than others. You know, it's funny for people like you and me, you know, that that kind of marketing is the bane of our existence, right? Because we got guys in our industry who are selling the, the cars and the vacations and they're working from the beach. And you now I woke mm -hmm. up this morning and I made a million dollars overnight. Do you find that kind of marketing to be uh, – Irresponsible. Well, sometimes I, th I think it depends. You know, there's what I've come to understand is that, and this is one of the things that I had to learn the hard way, right? It, there's I'm not a naturally charismatic, outgoing celebrity type, you know, and I've come to understand that there, if you want to succeed and build a thriving business on the back of your expertise as a consultant, coach, expert, you have to realize that there are two paths. There's the path of the charismatic guru and the path of mastery. 
And I think that there are some people who are naturally built for the path of the charismatic guru. It's fine. They want to go out. They want to be a celebrity type. They want to be the one on stage. They want to be the person who's like, you know, this big, you know, the handsome, pretty face. And, and, and there's an audience for that. And there's a need for that. And there's a place for that. But I think that the problem is that there are tens of millions of people who are not the charismatic guru types. And we look around and that's the model that we see. And we, you know, we say, well, how do I get clients? And they say, well, just do this, do what I've done. Well, pay me a lot of money to tell you that. And then we pay the money and then we start following their advice. And at some point we get stuck. Very often it doesn't feel right to begin with. We feel like we're doing things that we're not comfortable with, um, but we don't know what else to do. So we'll do some of it or we figure we'll adapt as we go along. But at some point we just get stuck and it's because we're on the wrong path. We're on the path of the charismatic guru where we really belong is on the path of mastery. And one of the, you know, when I, when I really came to understand that, it's not so much that there's, you know, obviously there are people who are unethical. There are people who are uh, really pretending to be something that they're not. Um, and that's, of course, wrong. But there are people who really are just like, that's who they are. And what they don't understand is that the thing that is, you know, the, the, there's this pers- very strong personality they have which is a big factor in their success, but that's the one thing they can't teach. And they often miss that, and the people looking to learn often miss that. And that's why so many people struggle, because you know that's not what we want. It's not who we are. And I believe that there are, there are millions of ways to succeed and only one way to fail, which is the opposite of how most people approach things. Most people seem to approach this where we think, well, what's the right way to do this, as if there's only one right way? Well, no. There are, actually, it's just the opposite. There are millions hundreds of millions, billions of ways to succeed, the only one way to fail. You could succeed as long as you, you, know, you wake up in the morning and the work you're doing is aligned with timeless principles. If, if what you do today and then tomorrow and so on is aligned with timeless principles, it starts to add up and it starts to work. And there are so many ways of doing that. But there's one way to fail, and that is if what you're doing each day violates timeless principles, it's just not going to work. And you know we need to become aware of that. People need to be free to be who you are and and be yourself and allow your mastery like if you've mastered your craft if you're good at something that is a a good enough reason for people to want to work with you but now you need to master the marketing aspect but you don't need to become somebody that you're not so that's a long answer to your question no, it's, a, it's a great answer but i want to know more about what you mean by aligning your work with timeless principles Okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh, let's, let's move on to some you know, practical system, right? Here's how you, you ask m- – most of what people teach out there, they'll say, you, all right, you want to get clients? You need a marketing funnel, right? You need a marketing system. And that's true, right? You ask people, well, what's the purpose of a marketing funnel? What's the purpose of a marketing system? And, and you get answers like this. Well, you got to fill your pipeline. It's to – to close deals, to make sales. And that's also true. But I think those are oversimplified answers. They, they don't help you really know what to do next. And it's skidding across the surface. There's too much skidding across the surface, surface level, repeating things as everybody else says it, and not enough depth of understanding. What I want to know is when things work, why do they work? And when they fail, why do they fail? Because if I can understand why it works and it works and why it fails when it fails, then I recognize it's not about 
Facebook ads. It's not about LinkedIn ads or LinkedIn groups or Facebook groups or public speaking or cold calling or e cold emailing or LinkedIn messaging or the blimp or sandwich board on the sidewalk, right? <laughs> every tactic can work and every tactic can fail. And once you recognize that, first of all, that frees us from the marketing, the tactic specific experts, you know, the marketing plumbers, I call them. You know, they think that everything is plumbing. Well, no, you need an architect, you need a contractor, and then you can do some plumbing. That's the tactic. Uh, and same thing with marketing. Anyway, it's so th there's more to it than that. You know, that's the oversimplified answer. I'm looking for simplicity in the far side of complexity. So the way I see it is that in all cases, the purpose of your marketing funnel, it's, it's to answer the number one question on the mind of your ideal client at just the right time. And I have to walk you through that. Because if it was, you know, if it was the oversimplified answer, we'd hear it and we'd nod our heads, yeah, 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 but we wouldn't understand it, right? So let me explain. Your ideal client will go from perfect stranger to happily, you know, investing, you know, large sums of money with you. And to go from here to there, they're only going to really have three questions. Anything else comes underneath one of those three questions. The first question is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? It doesn't matter how you get in front of them. Their first question is going to be, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? That's the first question everybody has. So the first job of your marketing and selling system is to lead them to conclude, yes, that is interesting. If they conclude no, then immediately they're gone. They won't even notice you consciously in many cases. Sometimes they will, no, no that's not for me. But often, like, they won't even notice, they won't notice your booth at the conference. They won't join your speech at the conference, you know, whatever it might be. They won't sign up for your tele, you know, tele seminar, webinar, whatever it might be. Because their brain says, is it interesting? And they immediately think no. But if you do it right, then their brain says, yes, that is interesting. And instantly they have a second question, which is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? Do you know your stuff or are you just trying to, and do you actually care about me? You're just trying to sell me something. So that's the second question. Can I trust you? Are you for real? And if your marketing funnel leads them to conclude, yes, I can trust you, you are for real, then and only then do they have a third and final question, which is, okay, you got me interested. I see I can trust you. Last question, is what you recommend right for me? Is what you recommend right for me? And at that point, if you lead them to conclude, yes, what you recommend is right for me, then congratulations, you have a new client. Now, let's go back. And we said, what's the purpose of your marketing funnel? I say that the purpose of your marketing funnel is to help your ideal client answer yes to the number one question on their mind at just the right time. Those are the only three questions, and you need to design a simple, repeatable marketing and selling system or marketing funnel that leads your ideal clients to answer yes, yes, yes. And when you think about it this way, it's again, if you say the purpose, you know, you need a marketing funnel. Why? Because that's how you fill your pipeline. Okay, what do I do now? Well, you got to do this and you got to do that and so on and so forth. And like the ideas are endless and it overwhelms people. If you're not a natural marketer, even if you are, there's just so much to do. And everybody's telling you something else. And, and despite the fact that they're all saying different things, at some point, it all starts to sound the same. So we'll compare that to this, where, where we say the purpose of your marketing funnel is to answer the number one question in your prospect's mind at just the right time. Okay, what do I do next? Well, you need to put a couple of things in place so that when they come across your message and their brain asks, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Their brain goes, uh, oh, yeah, that is interesting. Never quite heard it said that way. Who are you? Can I trust you? Then you got to put a couple of things in place so that leads them to conclude, yes, I can trust you. And then 
you got to put it, you know, and they feel, wow, okay, you help me begin to understand this problem I have and the result that I want. You help me understand it better, begin to get what I want through, and now I'm coming to trust you. Is what you recommend right for me? And then you need to have your sales conversation, what we call the elegant sales conversation, and your easy yes offer. So that makes it easier for them to say yes than to say no for the right people uh, who really should be saying yes. Uh, and, and then congratulations, you have a new client. And if things are breaking down, you always know, you can figure out, you can quickly diagnose where it's breaking down. Am I not getting anybody's attention and interest? Or am I getting some interest, but then they don't like move forward. They, they don't seem to trust me on some level, either me as a person that I don't have their best interest at heart or my competence. And then you know you need to fix something over there. Or am I losing them in the sales conversation or am I losing them in the offer or the sales letter, the sales webinar, depending on what you're selling you know, and how? It just becomes easier to understand. And that's you asked me, what's an example of a timeless principle? In my view, these three questions are timeless psychological truths that guide everything from, a, from our decision to buy a can of Coke. We go through that, those three questions very quickly, standing on, you know, waiting for a flight, and there's a, you know, a you know, store in the airport lounge, and, and you're going to go buy yourself a can of Coke, right? We go through those questions really fast. Right? Should I pay attention? Hmm, yeah, that looks refreshing. You know, can I trust you? Yeah, of course it's Coke. I know what it is. And is is it right for me? Yeah, price is outrageous, but you know, whatever. I'm in the airport. Right. So, from same process. And if you're if you're negotiating to buy military helicopters, it could be multiple people involved in a multi-year decision, and you're still leading them all through those same core questions. Those are timeless principles. And when you build what you're doing on timeless principles. First of all, it becomes a lot easier to understand what your priorities need to be. Where's the bottleneck now? So you always need to focus on, on you know, the, the point of highest leverage. Get a simple system in place and then improve it, tweak it, add to it over time. So I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into each of those three questions. And let's assume, and I think it's an accurate assumption, that most people listening are they're like you described. They're kind of dismayed by all the gurus are pushing this tactic and that tactic, and after a while, it all kind of starts to sound the same. But they don't really have much of a marketing funnel, in air quotes, in place, much less the answers to these three questions. Let's dive a little bit deeper into each one, and I'd love to hear from you. I know we're having a tactic-agnostic conversation, but maybe just some examples mm -hmm. of tactics that fit into those into that framework. So the first question, should I pay attention to this? Is this interesting? How do I begin to package something that gets their attention at that level? Okay, so first of all, I mean, before we get to tactics, because tactics are actually our step four, right? So and that's another thing is most people start with the tactics. Um, there are six steps, six main pieces, two for each question. So why don't we just start from the first and then we'll get, get as far as we can and then I think you'll get what you're looking for. All right? Sounds good. Okay. So – the, the first question, should I pay attention, is it interesting? You need to understand that there's a difference between attention and interest. So a lot of things will get attention. Uh, you know, loud noise will get your attention. Uh, you know, tragic headline will get your attention. But then you go back to what you were doing. But when something gets your interest, you change your plans. So like you're heading north and then something gets your interest, you, you, you know, you'll turn east and head in that direction. You'll change your plans. And as you know, consultants, coaches, experts, professional service firms, freelancers, whatever, who, you know, people are looking to get clients. We need to be getting not just attention, but also interest, right? Um, 
the good news is that only two things get interest. And this is a big, you know, light bulb moment for so many people. So, like, I mean, pay attention, right? The only two things that get your ideal client's interest are if you talk about a problem they have and don't want and or if you talk about a result they want and don't have. Again, talk about a problem they have and don't want and a result they want and don't have. And that is what gets attention and interest. Anything else it doesn't get like so if you talk about your experience you talk about you know um your methodology you talk about all sorts of things it's really very nice but it's not going to get attention and interest you got to talk about a problem they have and they want result they want on that i'll give an example in a minute once you have that that's your that's that's we call that the marketing helium because it's like a balloon right you know if, if I have a red balloon and a blue balloon and the red balloon soars, flies up, and the blue balloon falls to the floor, you're not going to look at, you know, and say, blue balloons fall and red balloons fly. You're going to say, well, the red balloon had helium and the blue balloon had a bunch of hot air. True. It's the same thing with marketing tactics. Every marketing tactic could work and every tactic can fail. Just a different color balloon. Are you filling it with marketing helium? That's the deep insight into the ideal client, the problem they have and don't want, result they want and don't have. Or are you filling it with just a bunch of marketing hot air, which is what you find in most LinkedIn groups, for example. Okay, Just a lot of people talking past each other. So but what's an example? But what, so, the, so the first two pieces to help them answer yes to the first question, should I pay attention, is interesting. You've got to have the marketing helium. That's a very clear problem they have and don't want, result they want and don't have. And craft a simple compelling head-turning message based on that marketing helium. I'll give you some examples. Um, and, you know, a big mistake people make here is trying to go too wide. They want to talk to everybody. They want to cover everything. And, and that's just, you know, that doesn't really work. So, for example, um, uh, you know, I like to talk about, uh, I had a guy on a webinar once a few years back, and his website said, you know, we help you he was talking to CEOs of, I don't remember what kind of companies. We help you, uh, we sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results. I mean, that's what he said. We sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results. Now, what problem is he looking to help solve? What result is he looking to enable? I have no idea. It could be anything, right? So, what, you know, what, but his ideal client is, let's say, Joe CEO, head of a, you know, $100 million a year business, Joe wakes up in the morning and he's wondering, you know, why can't I get a data, the data I need from this multi-million dollar information system I just installed so that I can make these difficult pricing decisions? Now, imagine these two scenarios. Joe CEO walks out his front door and you have the, you have a billboard right opposite his front door. Pretty good, right? In scenario one on the billboard, you write, you know, we sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results. Joe's not even going to notice your sign. He's going to walk to his car, go to the office, and that's it. Scenario number two, your billboard says, we help you get the data you need from that multi-million dollar information system you just installed so you can make difficult pricing decisions, right? Joe CEO opens his front door, walks out, his jaw drops, and he's going to be on the phone with your company before his rear end is the seat of his car. Because what you've done is you've spoken aloud a specific problem he has and doesn't want, a specific result he wants and doesn't have. And that's the only thing that anybody is ever interested in. So, and right here, strategically, right? We said tactics are step four. Strategy, you've got to be clear about these things. Make a list 
of specific problems you help solve, specific results you enable, and that's where you start. I have another client. Um, she was she had been head of marketing. We we do we we tend to work with uh, a lot of corporate refugees, people who did well in the corporate world, and they figured, hey, I'm sick of the politics and the limitations and the restrictions. I, I want to do this for myself. On the outside, I'll, I'll do better, make more money, and enjoy it more. Only you know, six months, 12 months, 18, 24 months later, they discover that the skills needed to thrive as an independent consultant, coach, or expert are not the same skills that help them do well in the corporate world. So she was head of marketing for a billion-dollar construction firm. She had 50 people in her marketing department. And when she went out to be a consultant, she just kind of was getting nowhere. She ended up just building low-priced websites for people. That's not what she wanted to do. So I told her, make a list of the problems that you can help solve, the results that you can enable. She made a list, and I looked over that list, and I said, that's it. You can build a business on that. And what I'd seen, what, what she wrote was, well, <clears throat> I can help companies solve the problems they have with uh, employees who are too valuable to fire. I said, you can – I don't know if it's exactly how she worded it, but that's how we doctored it up a bit. And that's it. You could build a business on that. Okay, now imagine my client and a competitor. So let's call her – I don't know. Um, we'll call her Mary, right? So Mary and Phil are both leadership development consultants. That's what she wanted to be, an organizational development, management, leadership consultant. And they're both at some event, and they were introduced to um, you know, their ideal client who's CEO of a $500 million business, needs some help with management, right? They have some issues, leadership issues. And he turns to Phil and says, Phil, you know, okay, well, what, what, do you, what do you guys do? So Phil says, I'm a leadership consultant. And um, the CEO thinks to himself, um, yeah, okay, yeah, we've been through a number of you. You guys read some books, you know, get some certification and, and then show up. And um, not all of you have all that much common sense. Turns to, obviously, I'm generalizing, right? But, you know, people have a right to be skeptical. And then turns to Mary and says, Mary, um, uh, you know, what do you do? And she says, well, I help companies solve the problems they have from that employee who's too valuable to fire. And suddenly he thinks like, well, well, that's interesting. Um, tell me more. What, what do you mean by that? I, I've never heard anybody quite describe it that way. Why is he suddenly interested in what she said? It's because she's speaking aloud what's going through his head in a way that's clearer than even he has talked about it. Because every company has employees who are too valuable to fire. People don't, they don't want to be firing people all the time. It's very expensive. Waste a lot of time and money in so many ways. And, but by the very fact that she articulated it that way, with that specificity, it instantly makes her stand out. She's different. It instantly communicates, wow, you get me in a way that these other people who are just saying I'm a leadership consultant, they don't, like, you know, why should I pay any attention to them? They all sound the same. So that's an example of that's, that's how we really kind of help you put in place the, the, you know, a big part of the strategic foundation so that when your ideal clients come across you, whatever tactic you use, right? Now, Mary could use Facebook ads. She could use public speaking. She could use webinars. She could be interviewed on podcasts. She could, you know, I mean, she could advertise online, offline, whatever tactic she wants to. Now she has a core message, a simple, compelling, head-turning message that, creates, you know, that infuses marketing helium into whatever color balloon, whatever tactic she could enjoy mastering. So, so, so let me um, ask you this. So, so with Mary, I love that story because I think it's very typical. When she came to you with this list of problems and results and you got her to focus on one particular one, 
I'm sure she was afraid to focus because we're all afraid of that. How did you get her to get her to overcome that fear? Well, absolutely. That is a big that slowed me down. I'm I'm sure that I lost at least a couple of years to that. Uh, and and it's a challenge even now sometimes, you know. But but yeah, there's that fear of I can help with so many different things, and if I just pick one, people you know won't realize, and I'll lose out on business. And here's the thing: if you go back to the basic principle that we started with, which is there are only two things anybody's interested in. You got to talk about a problem they have and don't want, and or a result they want and don't have. Well, what? Well, if you're not talking about what's going through their mind and articulating that problem, that result, as well as or better than they are themselves, they won't notice you. Just like Joe CEO, let's right. Remember, here's and here's another going back to our distinction between the path of the charismatic guru and the path of mastery. And this is a big mistake people make. They say, "Well, but so and so is just like talking about whatever." I mean, Tony Robbins, you know, is very general, or whoever and so and so is is very general, um, and that's fine. But because they are relying on a very strong personality, if you have a strong personality. You don't have to be as focused, but if if the right path for you is the path of mastery, then you do need you do need a different approach that is better suited for your personality, and you have to take more of a structured approach like we're talking about. And um, look, some you know generally what happens is, is that trust me on this. I mean, it makes sense to them logically, so they're willing to try it, uh, and then they start to see. You start to find that once you're very focused on on uh, people start to, to notice you. Their brain says, should I pay attention? It's interesting. And even if they don't have precisely the same thing that, you know, the problem result, but it's related and they come to you and say, well, I don't have that precisely, but, but wow, you do seem to, you know, I've never heard someone talk about it like that before. Um, can you help with this other problem? And that's very common. Whereas if you take the general approach, they don't even notice you. So, you know, like most things, there, there's, there, you tend to understand it intellectually, and then you need to go out on a limb and, and test it to some degree. And then you, when you start to see that it works, your faith, like you, you really believe it, and then it's easy. You know, it's funny. A lot of my clients come to me because they have a lead generation problem or what they think is a lead generation problem. It's not actually a lead generation mm-hmm. problem. It's usually a lot of what you're talking about. But I, I use that hook in the marketing, lead generation. And, uh, and somebody came to me after consuming some of my lead generation content, and they booked a call. And the first thing they said was, you know, I don't actually have a lead generation problem. I said, okay, all right, yep. what, are you, what are you doing here? Well, I've got this other problem, and uh, based on what you said about lead generation, I thought you might be able to help. And uh, so I think Absolutely. that's a great example, right? It's it's That got me in the door. They had a different problem, but that discussion built enough trust to get the conversation. Absolutely. So I think we're now down to what? We're in the third part of your, your six steps? Uh, we're up to three, yeah. Okay, so, so once you've got their attention and interest, now their question is, but who are you? Can I trust you? Are you for real? So – for that, we have part three and part four. Part three is what we call the hand-raising free offer. And you know, some people call that the lead magnet and so on. And I like to think about things in terms of the result that it's intended to achieve. And you know, there are lots of ways to go about this. You really need to go about it in a way that helps your ideal client, um, that accomplishes three objectives. Number one, it has to get their attention and interest. So it's going to be an expansion on the marketing helium and simple compelling message. It's going to be a, con- a continuation, an expansion on that. Number two, it has to lead them to feel, wow, um, 
you know, you're helping me be, just by going through this, whether it's a, an email, uh, you know, or, a report or a webinar or a video, whatever it is that you, you know, a speech you're giving at a conference, um, it has to help them conclude, wow, you're really helping me begin to solve my problem, begin to get the result. And then you need to lead some of them to realize that to fully solve their problem, to fully get the result, they should reach out to talk to you. So how you design that, um, how you go about that matters. And, you know, you want to put some thought into it. We, you know, we, we really find that, that, that there's an, um, lots, of, lots of our clients do not, they've never really taken their processes, like the way they help clients, they've never really distilled it down into a real process. And part of what we help them do is distill down how you work with clients and then present that in a way that is simple and compelling uh, so that when you're, you're describing what you do to people, it's not dry and it excites their imagination and they can see, you know, they can imagine themselves working with you step by step and getting, uh, you know, going from the problem they have and don't want to the result they want and don't have. And that's the place where you begin that is in your hand-raising free offer. Now, uh, so that's, that's piece number three. Piece number four is what we call the get notice sequence. And that's, now we finally get to tactics. And tactics are where you're going to use to get in front of your ideal client, giving them a chance to request the hand-raising pre-offer. So tactics could literally be anything. I mean, there are hundreds of tactics, more than ever before. So it could be just you know classic uh, referrals um, where you're using some kind of hand-raising pre-offer as a tool to enable a referral source to introduce you to, to potential clients. It could be... You know, I, you know, most people don't like the idea of cold calling, um, but some people do it. Some people are good at it, but you need to have – if you're going to do that, you need a tool or some way of making it uh, go smooth because if you're just calling to sell something, that doesn't work. Um, and, of course, moving on to Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads or um, joint venture webinars, podcasts and so on. Obviously, these are – you know, having some kind of hand-raising profile. Like you have a, a course, right? Um why don't you remind us what your course is? Here, yeah. I'm giving you giving you a plug on your podcast. <laughs> Tell us what it is. They, they will have heard. It sounds it like by, it's good and it sounds like it works. They will have heard it by now. The intro, but it's my my five day lead generation crash course. There you go. Okay, yeah. so there's your five day lead generation crash course, and and that gives people a chance, I imagine, to to help you know to begin to solve their problem or begin. To, often it's but not by better understanding what it actually is. And then a certain percentage of those are going to then come and come back to you and say, hey, that was really good. Uh, you know, can you help me fully solve my problem, fully get the result? What do you, right, which is a version of what do you recommend for me? Is what you recommend right for me? So the, the get notice sequence is a simple, repeatable plan or process uh, as you've done with your podcasting. Um, I imagine, and, and perhaps you're doing other things that I, that I you know, don't know about. I don't know everything you're doing, but it's a you, you've gotten it down to a routine, I assume, a process, and that has helped you grow your business. Now, that's what we're looking to help other people do, and I think it's what you help people do as well. Um, but it's like helping people get to a point where instead of sitting down at the desk at your desk in the morning and wondering, okay, what should I do today? Well, let me check my email and then the whole day and then the week and the month and so on. And, and I go through another course and another, whatever, um, you have a simple repeatable marketing and selling system that brings you consistent leads and clients. Um, and you get that. That's the get notice sequence. We start with simple, and over over time, you can add layers, you add your on ramps, and and you know, and um, you know, additional lanes to your your highway. 
so if you have a simple repeatable way of getting your hand raising free offer in front of ideal clients and they so they go through it then they're going to conclude yes i can trust you so that's pieces three and four and that creates the final question question three is what you recommend right for me and we Generally, rec I mean, we'll always recommend, really. I mean, with few exceptions, if, if you're not a natural salesperson, you want to be selling one-to-one -one before you try selling one-to-many in sales letters and so on. Um, and even the classic direct, direct response uh, copywriters will always say, you know, we learned – we we learned so much in just belly to belly sales. You know, Dan Kennedy and and, and others would would say that belly to belly sales is is uh, kind of you know really important. So you know, piece number five is what we call the elegant sales conversation. You know, uh, sales is leadership. Sales is not getting somebody to buy something that they don't want. It's not that at all. Real sales is leadership. Uh, people follow a leader because they want to, and people buy from you because they want to. And there are certainly, you know, there's skills and framework or structure that really makes it easy for you to lead that sales conversation. Because if you don't seem like you're leading, they don't want to follow anybody who doesn't know where they're going and they could sense it. Uh, and then the last thing is the easy yes offer. So after they get this feeling, this sense this, that you really do understand me, you know, they're going to want to know, well, what do you recommend? And that's packaging and presenting your expertise in a way that makes it easier for them to say yes than to say no, and there's some art and science on that. So those are the six pieces, two for each question. Was that clear? That was clear as day. I know we've got a mutual friend in John Jantz, and one of the things that I've taken away from John Jantz over the years is that marketing is a system. And I love the way you've boiled down these three questions and turned them into a six-step process that is a uh, just a painfully simple system that anybody can execute, and I think it's extremely valuable. I want to ask you before I let you go, Dov, is there anything you, you – know, you've worked with a lot of consultants and coaches and freelancers and service providers. What's kind of the one, the one big piece of advice, the one takeaway you want people to get from this interview? Um, keep it simple. Like really, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. It's so easy to skid across the surface. And the reason you skid across the surface is because you never get really clear about what's the problem you help solve the result that you enable. It sounds so easy, but look, we have a business because we're helping people do this. You know, there's the oversimplified approach, and then there's simplicity on the far side of complexity, and that's a skill set. I need some practice, so get clear on that. Um, and you know, play to win, don't play not to lose, because when you play not to lose, you just you're scrambling all the time, all over the place. Get a clear idea of what you want, what you're trying to achieve in your business. Uh, it's it's maybe it's a second point, but people also so many people are not going after what they want; they're going after what they think they could have, and that's mixing up what and how. You see how? Well, I guess I see how I could get to a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or whatever the number for you is, or you know a million. But what you really want is half a million or five million or whatever it is. Um, go after what you want. You'll never see every step of the way. The how will reveal itself as you take the step in front of you. And, you know, that's something that it's it, like, like the lesson of life is difficult that we started off with. Uh, that's a lesson that we also have to learn. First, what, then how. Some people, again, get that naturally, you know, like Elon Musk. He didn't know how he's going to build Tesla or SpaceX or whatever. He just, he had the what, right? Here's what, and he's figured it out day by day, still figuring it out. But most of us do not approach our businesses that way. 
I'll just you know uh, you know the a story I say. Look, people who are looking for help with to grow their consulting coaching business often they'll they'll say, look, I I can see I need I need some help from from you, Dove or or Ahmed, but I I just don't have the money. I can't afford it. And it's like imagine that you're gonna your dream was not to build a consulting business, but to build a you know a widget factory. It's gonna cost twenty million dollars to build a widget factory. You look at your bank account. And there's, oh, you got like, you know, a thousand bucks in there. Ah, forget it. I'm just going to go back to the old day job. That's not somebody who has a dream. That's not somebody who's committed to building a widget factory, to, you know, to being the next level widget innovator. That's somebody who's like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm not really serious. But if it, if it all just kind of falls into place, I'll do it. You're not serious. There's someone who's serious about building a widget factory or any business first says, what do I want to, what do I, what, what am I trying to achieve? Get that picture clear. Oh, okay. It's going to cost me 20 million bucks. All right. Well, I only have a thousand bucks in the bank. How am I going to come up with 20 million? And and they're not going to say, you know, after six months or whatever, you know, three, oh, I, I only, you know, I didn't come up with 20 million. So forget it. They're going to do piece by piece, chunk by chunk, bit by bit. Sometimes you'll have a big breakthrough and maybe you'll get 10 million here after struggling. Uh, what was it? The guy, the X prize guy, I don't remember who he is, but like, you know, he first committed publicly, and this is beyond my what my stomach I have a stomach for. But he committed publicly to a ten million dollar prize. It took him five years to figure out where he was going to come up with the money from, and he was working hard at it. It was some the story was something like that. The biggest thing that 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 the biggest mistake people make, and I, I know I'm going on, is mixing up the what and the how. I, I, I'm going to break it down because you asked me a question. I'm giving two answers. So let me draw the line. The first answer I gave was specific to marketing. They're not clear about a problem. They haven't, don't want a result they want them to have. They never really make that, that decision. But I'm taking a step back now and really getting clearer as to the even bigger core foundational mistake that most of us make is we say we want to build a business, but then we can't see a clear path all the way to the 20 million to whatever it is we say we want. So we don't even start. We just we play around, we mess around, we dabble, but that's the wrong way. You don't get there. And for most of us, our goal isn't a multi-million dollar scaled seven-figure, eight-figure, you know, with lots of employees and so on. Most people, I think, are looking to, you know, they want, to, you know, to be doing great work with great clients and making a great income, probably mid six figures. And then, you know, we, we think, well, if I don't see all, if I don't have the whole path laid out for me. I must not, you know, whatever. Okay, so we we either just continue what we're doing, uh, and that's simply re recognize that that's the most basic foundational mistake in thinking that I see all the time, and that is mixing up what and how. First, what, then how. Be if you want to be, if you really want to get what, what if you want to create anything in life, you're going to have to commit to a what, and then only after you're fully 100% committed, will you start to figure out how. And that's hard. That the faith that's required is something most people never get, and that's why they come to their deathbed and their greatest regret. I forgot there's some some article a number of years ago, like the five regrets of the dying, and it's like they they just they didn't go out and do what they really wanted to do because they were afraid. A little bit of tough love from Dove today, but I think you're spot on, <laughs> and that's and that's some sage oh. advice, my friend. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Dove. Tell people where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, dovegordon.net, D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N.net, and uh, um, 
Um, if I if I can just mention something that we give away, all right? For Absolutely. five years, I sold this. I sold this for five years for ninety-seven dollars. We call it the manual. How to systematically and consistently attract first-rate clients. The manual. How to systematically and consistently attract first-rate clients. We sold it for five years uh, for ninety-seven dollars. You can get that at dovegordon.net forward slash manual free. Uh, dovegordon.net forward slash manual free. And I'll I'll be very open. The reason we started giving it away was because while we were selling them. Some people then would come and work, you know, and say, "Hey, uh, this makes a lot of sense. It's just so simple and clear. Um, can you help us?" So it was really win-win-win. Many people benefit from it. Never spend a dime with us. I understand that. I'm okay with that. I think that's great. Um, but uh, I just came to see how it's a really good way for us to to help lots of people for free, and give some people an experience that leads them to want to come and get our help to actually build it. Awesome. It sounds like a real valuable piece of content. We're going to drop a link to it in the show notes to this episode. Dov, thanks again for coming on the show. This has been incredible. Thank you, Ahmed. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Ahmed here again. Before I let you go, there are two things I want you to do. The first is, if you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play by visiting forecast.fm and clicking on the relevant link. While you're at it, please do leave us a rating or a review because it helps more people discover the show. The second thing is I want you to grab my free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms. Inside the course, you will get a step-by-step -step framework to help you generate a flood of new business for your firm. The course is 100% free of charge and you can get immediate access at 5leadgen.com and you can spell out five or use the number, either one works. That's 5leadgen.com. Thanks for listening.